Hey guys, and welcome to episode 12 of Frontboards and Four Baggers. I'm Eddie from Cornhole Bag Reviews, and we have Corbin from Corbin's Cornhole Reviews. Today we got a bit of a BG spotlight. We touched on the Vikings a couple episodes a couple episodes ago. We're going to touch on a couple of the other bags as well as the new bag that they just released. Um, and then we're going to go into different event types. So I've been asked, like, you know, there are all the different abbreviations online or all the different events hosted by you. Kind of how do those work and what can you expect when you go to a different uh, kind of event? So I know you guys, a lot of you might be uh, familiar with a lot of these events, but we figured we'd touch on them for people that maybe haven't gotten out and tried these events yet. Um, but we'll start out first with the BG Mercenary. So I have a destroyed, beat up, murdered set with me, which uh, I think I have a never touched a board, washed and wrinkle guarded set. <laughs> nice. I would say mine completely nuked. Play how they're supposed to play. Um, I'm they sure probably do. Sure, yours are about are, forty sure hours away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's go into speeds a little bit. Um, they call it like a five nine. I call it a five eight. Corbin kind of calls it a five nine. It's the five speed carpet um, with the um, surefire fast side, game changer fast side, that polyester weave material. Um, we're looking at that small BG fill they use for everything, that small bead that really leads to that puffier bag, which I mean, if you could tell it in my hand, if this is absolutely destroyed, you know, I mean, like, like you're yeah, not going to get so a floppy. much floppier than this. I mean, that that's about no. as floppy as they get just because they're full. Um, on the website, you know, it's been crazy with Black Friday. They've been doing crazy deals, but I think normally they're about 90 bucks plus shipping. So right around that $100 price point. And then on Facebook, you can catch, I got this crush set for like 65 bucks. You can get them up to 110 for limiteds and then everywhere in between. So, um, I know you have a new set, but I, you've thrown Mercs before. So what's your, what's your opinion on Mercs? Maybe compared to Vikings. Cause I'd say it's closer to a Viking than it is the next two we're going to talk about wizard and warlocks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I like them quite a bit, actually. And that's why I got this set again, because when I did throw them, it was when I didn't love carpet. And now I'm, you know, I'm all carpet mostly. So I'm like, I want to try them again because I wanted to see, you know, I like tangos quite a bit, right? Do they play like a tango with a slightly smaller template? That's what I want to find out, you know? So I kind of want to get them nuked like yours are, just get them destroyed and play with them a lot. Um, Slow side, very controllable, still hole friendly. Fast side, a little bit quick, but still controllable on a loftier push. Um, I really want to see if they flop and roll the way I want them to now that I can do that. So I think they're a really good bat. I just like the BG template. Yeah, I, I like too. Vikings. I like Warlocks. I like Wizards. You know, I just, I like that template. And we'll get into those, but I just like the template in my hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never used to like BG because it's really beady. But the more I throw mm-hmm. BGs, I just really enjoy actually throwing them. I, I just think it gives you a like full handle all the time. Um, yeah. You brought up tangos because I have your set of nuke tangos here. Um, sure. I would say the tangos are a little bit softer. And when I use the word crunchy mm-hmm. on a Merc, I don't mean crunchy, but like it's a little bit more beady than a tango and a, a little bit less soft uh, when it gets fully broken in. I, in terms of rolling and whatnot, I can roll these easier if not as easy as a tango and i think it lends to uh, this is a slightly smaller rounder bag um i kind of can roll it a little bit easier a little bit uh more round in the hand um i've been really enjoying my time with these so i really like vikings for the roll ability and the cut ability but my biggest gripe about vikings was i felt like i especially because that seven material sticks a lot in humidity um basically if any transition would happen i don't have a fast side anymore 
And Correct. I'm like, if I need a push, I am whipping it. And a lot of the time, the push side is rolling on me. Um, it's flopping on you anyway. As much as the slow side was. So throwing these mercs, the reason I was excited for them is, it, for me, it acts very similarly to a Viking in terms of the blocking and rolling and the speed controllability once you get them fully broken in. But the fast side, I can just throw nice and easy like you would a surefire fast side, a game changer fast side, and it'll push and collect very, very easily and becomes very, very That's pull a great friendly. Um, I would say... Anyone who hasn't thrown a fully nuked set of BGs, when you first get them, you're like, man, this is a big puffy bag. It's got to be a hole clogger. I actually find that when you get really, really nuked, they really melt in the hole. Like they they fall in very easily because of that super beady fill. It kind of just tumbles in very, it very just easily. Starts going. And just like with all big puffy carpet, airmail drags are very easy. Um, you know, collects are fairly easy. Like they really grab each other well. Um, so I've really, I've really liked the Mercs. I like the Mercs more than the Vikings in my opinion, just because I have a little bit of a softer throw and I like being able to stick with my normal shot on a push shot. I don't like having to change yep. it so drastically just to get what I, what I need to, to push through things. So really enjoying it. I think the price point and, and, and I mean, if you guys have been seeing what BG has been doing, I mean, they've increased their production uh, by twofold. I know they've gotten another facility or gotten more machines. They're pumping out bags like nothing. I mean, it's like every week there's a release. They're doing like good price releases. They were doing like 50 50 buck Mercs and stuff like that. And it seems like they're really trying to crush the secondary market and just get these out to more people and stop being, you know, this like high end bag while still selling for a hundred bucks. And I can really respect that. I can respect that they're just really trying to get it in more people's hands rather than sticking with the exclusivity or the high-end pricing market. Um, so, And if, if any, any of you guys haven't dealt with BG before, their customer service is second to none. Like, oh, I, that's incredible. They forgot something in my order. I literally emailed them. Within five minutes, they had a shipping label sent to me with the thing that they forgot to send. And they were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And they sent it out. Like, no questions asked. I know you had a yep. clump in a bag and they just sent you a new yeah. bag. Like I had a chunk of resin and it was a second hand bag even, and I didn't expect them to even replace it and they replaced the entire set. Yeah. So, so I mean, just, just second to none and, and just really good guys in the Cornell market, but Mercs really yes. like them. Um, yep. Wizards. So I just got the new Wizards. They actually dropped these for the 75 bucks on that sale, which is why nice. I picked a set up to try them out. Um, we're looking at. 6.8 speed, 6.9 speed. It's the same exact fast side as the Mercs. Um, the backside is that six speed herringbone carpet, which is this pattern that we talk about with the arrows going each direction. Um, it's the same uh, carpet as on the WTF X-Ray. Um, also the same carpet that's on the Warlock that we'll get to. Uh, and then fast side of the Merc, same fill that BG uses, small bead. Uh, and then if you're looking at price point, so normally they're like 100, 110 plus shipping on their website. Um, I caught these on a crazy deal for 75 bucks, but on Facebook, you're probably in that 100 to 120 price point most of the time, I would say. I want to say website's 125. That's what I've seen it at recently. Oh, um, maybe that was launch. I know 110 was the last drop. And then it was 75. Possible, before yeah. that. So I want to say that when they're doing their nightly releases, I think it's a buck 25. But for 75 bucks. Well, yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, you gotta um, try it. But um, so this set, I actually I haven't done anything yet because I actually ordered the BG break bag breaker serum, which is the thing that they forgot that they're sending me. And uh, I kind of want to break those in with that because I've broken in BGs with every other method. And I'm like, I'm just going to give that a try and see if that really flops it up and like what it does. So these aren't broken in, but I have thrown Vikings plenty of times. So my opinion on, uh, or sorry, not Vikings, wizards. I've thrown wizards plenty of times and my buddies have wizards. Uh, wizards are a tough bag for me 
I like it, but um, it it, it kind of fe- it's weird because it's a BG bag, puffy fill, but it kind of feeds into that forgiving carpet area where like mm-hmm. because of the carpet being so quick, I mean like broken in, this is a six. New, it's like a seven, eight. I mean, it's really fast carpet new. Oh, yeah. Um, when you break it in even, it's still kind of going for that block push, slink around and slide in with maybe a roll if you really put good angle on it and it starts to stick up a little bit. But this isn't going to be the crazy bouncing rolling Viking Merc. You know, the, um, this is, I, I would say, and uh, I said this to um, somebody I was talking to, the wizard feels like the bag that they came out with for the pros that they sign that don't like carpet. Like they don't make a, you know, like a game changer bag, but if they can get a carpet bag with a good fast side, good slow side, that's very forgiving. It kind of plays in that way for the players that maybe don't enjoy the big cutting, flopping, rolling, or aren't perfectly flat, you know, cause obviously there's mm-hmm. a lot of BG pros that are great at the roll shot. There's also a lot of BG pros that don't throw a super flat bag. Just throw a straight bag. Yeah. So, so I think this really feeds to that market. So if you like, to yeah. your point, that BG template, the BG fill, the BG hand feel, but you find the Merc and the Vike kick too much on you and you just really want to throw a BG, I think this is a really good option. I think it's a really oh, friendly wizard. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what, what's your I, opinion when you try it? I like them. Um, I'm kind of torn on them. I don't own a set anymore. You know, I, I ended up getting rid of them. But I'm kind of torn because it's that it's that speed when you're getting into carpet. Where why are you still throwing carpet? Because um, then if you get some sort of humidity, then you just have two lightning fast sides, and it becomes just a tough bag to use. On the contrary, it's a really nice beginner carpet, I think, because it's not going to kick on you too bad. It's going to slide nice. It's pretty hole friendly. It's not overly bouncy. It can flop and roll. I've done it, and it does have that BG template. So if you like that and you want something a little quicker, want to stick with carpet, it's not a bad bag. Um, to me, it just kind of took away from the playability by making it a, a quicker carpet. Because if you're getting this template, you want to do stuff with it, mm-hmm. right? You want to manipulate the bag. So that was my only issue with it. Um, I really like how it feels. I love that herringbone carpet. It's super, super soft, and it plays really nice. Gets around the hole and falls in. But it's just kind of one of those weird bags to me. If you want to get introduced to carpet, might not be a bad idea, but... If you're looking to flop and roll and manipulate, there's better choices. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the BG catalog, I mean, they have to fill the void somewhere, right? I mean, they can't have... Sure. They can't have... I mean, well, they could have only bouncing and rolling carpet, but I feel like they're missing out on a large section of the Cornell community that right. they couldn't touch. So I think this is right. like... Um, you know, they have cool designs, decent price point. People are like, oh, it's carpet. It's a BG. It's got the BG template, the BG fill, but I can throw it as maybe not this amazing flat, perfect bag and still enjoy my time with the wizards. You know, I, I, I went to regionals. There were some people throwing wizards at like an angle and they just, they're just, you know, their, yeah. their kids th- are sponsored by BG or they like BG. So they want to throw BG. They like the brand. They like, like the people, but they just can't throw the carpet bag. So this kind of fill, fills in that void for them and gives them a quicker bag yep. that they can use. Um, yep. and in that vein, it kind of goes to the warlock. So the warlock, in my opinion, really interesting. I, I'm not sure exactly where it's going to fit in. And um, and for context, me and Corbin both got on the Warlock release. So we'll be getting those yep. in the next couple of days here. Um, I, ha- I have thrown Warlocks. I know you have thrown Warlocks. Um, I, you yep. know, we haven't thrown our own personal sets yet, but I, I have an opinion on them. Uh, I've thrown my own personal set. You all, okay. The set, set that we're getting this week, we haven't thrown yet. Um, Come on. <laughs> but if we're looking at the Warlock, so we're looking at the same carpet as the Wizards, so kind of that five, six-speed herringbone. 
um, with the yep. same fast side as that as the Viking. So that soft seven material that we find on a ton of carpet bags, you know, chaos, pink dolphin, dope, um, name, uh, reckless, uh, name a million more. Right. I mean, at this point, it's just a very paired with carpet, um, smaller bead fill the release. I really love the way they did the release. If people went around it. for the release, it was on Thanksgiving day. You had to type in warlock in the search bar, which brought up a mystery option, a mystery bag option. And then it required a password, which you had to find in the video that they posted, which they posted a bag that's had the words Turkey day on it. And the password was Turkey day with capital T capital D no space. Mm -hmm. And you had to figure that out. And then if you got in, then you got to purchase warlocks and they were only a hundred bucks plus shipping, hundred bucks, which I mean, for they easily could have put it at one fifty and they would have sold out the same speed. I mean, it it would not have mattered. The fact that they put a release edition with a dope design, but my favorite release edition way better than so cool. Great colorways um, for a hundred bucks plus shipping, which is just, just such a great. And because they made it like scalpers couldn't just go go, get in as fast as possible. Like, and it was a bit more of a, like it lasted almost a full hour, which is a really cool way to do the release. And I really like it, but um, why don't you talk about your opinion? Cause you had a set for a little while. I know you give those away. You're getting another set, but. Yeah. Yeah. So I did get rid of them. Um, and that was partially because I just, I had an inkling and I had seen posts about rumors of warlocks getting dropped. You know, everyone's like, Oh, it's, it's only a pro bag. It's not going to release to the public. And then they kind of started hinting at it and hinting at it and hinting at it. I'm like, it's coming. So I did decide to get rid of them. I got a really nice trade out of them, which is why I did it. Um, and also I didn't love the design that I had, you know, I had a pro's initials on it and stuff, whatever, but I like how they throw. Uh, I did throw them at a, a tournament with my partner it started to get a little sticky and that was my only issue. The carpet still did really well, but that seven speed, we all know what it does when it starts to get a little sticky and it started to hang a little bit. So unfortunately in your brain, you have to realize it's getting sticky sides are flipping and I would flip it over to the fast side, which is no longer your fast side and they would clog. Yeah. So that was part of why I got rid of them. I was like, yeah, they kind of clog whatever. And I heard they're coming back. I'm like, all right, I want to try them again. <laughs> I'm like, I have to. And, and I also got the BG serum because I want to see how that breaks in a bag. Maybe it's the perfect way to break in a BG, you know? And it's just with that serum, maybe they don't clog nearly as bad if they're broken in a proper way, you know, because these ones were conditioned, they were whatever. I mean, it's who knows what it had been done to them. So I do like them though. They're a nice bag. Um, I'd rather throw them than the wizards personally. Sure. So, I mean, um, yeah, oh. That that comparison's tough. tough for I, you. I, I think I'd rather it's throw wizards you. just because uh-huh. I like the push side more. Um Correct. For, for the point of what you're making is my biggest negative of the Viking was the push side, and this has the Viking push side. Um it does. my hard part for this bag. So the pros of this bag, hand feels great. Uh the template Amazing. feels great. Both materials are just so soft that it's just such a comfortable bag to hold on to and throw. Um yes. big negative for me. Yes, they flip. But like when they flip, it still kind of plays like a four, six, like four on the fast side and the six stays the same. And when it's hot, it's like very similar on both sides where it's kind of just like a fast and medium fast bag Um, where I don't know necessarily like not saying I don't like it, but I don't know necessarily where it fits, you know, because it's like if it's super hot out. I'm just probably going to throw Vikings if I was going to throw a BG, right? Because it's like, now I got the, oh, the, sure. the seven side still pushes, but the four, I can throw aggressive and lay blocks. If it's super mm-hmm. sticky, I'm going to be throwing 
wizards or I'm going to be throwing mercs or maybe I'm switching to a fast bag. So when am I throwing warlocks? Because if it's hot, the warlock's going to be fast, fast. And if it's sticky, it's going to be kind of like clogged to medium speed. So that- yeah, I get, I get it. It's just if you're so the way I would throw if you're a huge BG diehard, right? Yeah. I mean, I bring a whole slew of brands every time I play, but I would bring Vikings, Warlocks, Tank, or um, Mercs. That's how I would do it. Cause then I have a four, seven, I have a six, seven, I have a five, nine. Eight. So depending on my conditions, nine, <laughs> depending on my conditions, nine. it's, uh, it's, I just have a wide variety there. And if it gets a little sticky, Maybe I switch over to the Mercs, but if the Mercs are kind of grabbing funny, but the Warlocks are still sliding, that's right where I want it. I want a little bit of slide. And then to do a flop, I flip over to the fast side and I flop on the fast side. Seriously, I'd, that's how I was doing it. And yeah. it, it worked. Um, you just got to be aware of the clogs. But I, I think they have a place and I just think they're really cool. They feel amazing cool. in your hand. Yeah, so yeah. They feel great. I I just, you know, I'm going to have to, I, I, I mean, obviously I've, I've thrown them a couple of times. I haven't thrown them in terms of like games and games and sure. figured out the situations. Once I put a lot yeah. of time into them, because just like every carpet bag, I don't review it till I probably throw it for like 25 to 30 hours to make sure that it's fully mm-hmm. done and I know what it's doing. Um, but by that point, I'll probably be able to be like, okay, pros and cons more so. And like, Absolutely. I'll throw them with Mercs. I'll throw them with Vikings. I'll throw them with Wizards and be like, all right, what what do I like right now? Why do I like it? Why don't I? Um, so, but for right now, at least on the on paper, where you look at the materials that it's made of and the speeds that it is, in my brain, it's hard for me to necessarily find what part that I'm going to slot it in when I would, wh- when I'd probably just go Viking into Merc into like a tango or into like my dominators or something if i'm going to throw carpet you know that is fair um so so i think i think as time goes on and and not a lot of people have had warlocks i mean they just dropped other than that Mm -hmm. it's been pro release and they've been like a billion dollars so when more people get warlocks also if you guys are like spending a crap load on warlocks just wait because i guarantee there's gonna be a lot of people in the same position that i am right now that i'm like where does this fit and they're gonna have them and break them in and be like, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna throw these, and then they're gonna sell them. So give it, yep. or they're gonna keep dropping them. So just give it some time. They're gonna come down to where everybody else is at. Look at Wizards. The yeah. first week they were like two fifty, and now they're like hundred bucks. So just yeah. give it a couple, give it a month. They'll come down. They'll be realistic again. So, um, all right. So let's transition into event type. So I, I the idea from this was I got a request in the comments and someone reached out to me and was like, Hey, I'm not from the U S I'm from X places. And like, we don't have events. Like, can you explain some of the events that you guys host or how the events work? And then maybe for some people that are listening and are backyard players and are like, Hey, I want to get into an event. What can I expect when I go there? Which ones are more beginner friendly, which ones aren't that kind of thing. So I, mm-hmm. I thought we'd just talk about maybe all the events that we could think of and maybe the lingo behind the events and then, uh, and then kind of explain it that way. So um, I'll, I'll just explain quick before we start We're almost every single format you go to is going to have a double elimination bracket. So I'm just going to explain what a double elimination bracket is, and then you can go in a couple of the events. Um, so double elimination bracket, most people, if you play an event, you know what this is, but I'm going to go through it anyway. So it means that you get to lose twice before you're out of the tournament. So if you, you, everyone starts in winner's bracket. If you lose a game, you go to loser's bracket. If you lose in loser's bracket, you're out of the tournament. Um, Every game that you win in the top side, so in winner's bracket, the further you go, you basically cut out a round to maybe sometimes two rounds of the loser's bracket. So where like if you win three games in winners and then lose, you're already at the very end of the loser's bracket. You only have to win like one or two more games to get back to the winner's bracket. So 
definitely winning the first couple of rounds is one of the most pivotal things because you get out of the kind of like cluster that is the beginning rounds of the loser's bracket. If you make it all the way through the winner side without losing, you get what's called the king seat or the chair, which basically means that you are in the finals, you're guaranteed either first or second, and a team is going to have to come out of the loser's bracket and beat you twice or double dip you to win. And then that is from the, so if you make it to the loser's bracket, you have to win all the way through, beat every team that goes in the loser's bracket, and then beat the team in the winner side twice or double dip them in order to get the win. So that's how a double elimination bracket works. Almost every event uses them. And for good reason, it gives people a good chance to play a good amount of games um, and, yeah. and makes it so you can't just get fluked out of the tournament in one game. So um, yep. I'd say, and then we'll go into the first event. I'd say the most common event in my area most of the time is just a, actually it's probably a switch holio, but a blind draw is pretty common. So you want to go into a luck of the luck of the draw, like normal blind draw? Yeah. A blind draw is literally, I mean, think of a blind date, think of whatever. It's a blind draw. It's completely random, complete luck of the draw. So 10 people show up, they put you in a randomizer, whether it's, you know, and we'll get into switch holio next, but whether it's switch holio or an ACL blind draw or just a local blind draw, whatever put your names in a hat, pull them out, put your names in the computer, spit them out, whatever. It just pairs up two people, two people, two people, two people. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter how you're seated unless it's a two division blind draw. But again, within your division, you can get anybody. So last night I was at a blind draw where literally seven teams had pros on them. It's just the way it is. One team had two pros paired up together. Like it is what it is. And then there's two competitive guys or whatever. So it's literally complete luck of the draw. And you just got to throw, make the best of it. And and I would say, so normally, normally you're looking probably around a $10 entry for most blind draws. Um, and yeah, I forgot the entry. I apologize. No, that's fine. So normally it's like a $10 entry. Some do bigger ones. Like if you go to like an ACL event, like opens, they do big blind draws. Ours is stuff. 20, but yeah. Oh, okay. So I would say around, but maybe, we have a ton of people. Yeah. Most of the time it's like in that 10 to $20 price range. And then yep. uh, usually you got to make top three, maybe four, depending on people to make the money. Usually it Typically usually three, goes like yeah. 55% goes to first place. It's pretty top, but whatever. I mean, that's pretty normal with everything. Yeah. Um, you mentioned yeah. it a second, but switch holio. So switch holio is what we yep. do the most often around here. Um, it's, I think in my opinion, this is the most inviting to new players. It lets you play the most amount of games uh, for the money. And um, it's supposed to be kind of the most fun version of blind draw slash quote unquote mm-hmm. fair, not usually, but whatever. So how it works is, you play three to five rounds of pool play, depending on what the tournament decides they can get in in a night, basically. You get a different partner every time in the pool play. And then based on how many points you score in that game, you get seated in the standings. So like, let's say you win all three games and you get 22 points a game, you got 66 points. That ever, and then, you know, if you lose every game, or you lose 21 to 20 every game, you still have 60 points, right? So You're still fine. Yeah, so it's all dependent on how many points you scored. And then... At the end of the three rounds of pool play, it pairs you up in a team based on the standings. And it's not like normal sports where like first goes with last for pairing because that would punish you for taking first. For example, if you have 20 people there, first place would get paired with 11th place. So it's one below halfway. Second gets 12th. And then all the way down until the last team would be 10th place gets paired with 20th place or last place. And that's how they make the teams double elimination bracket. Um, Some caveats to this. You get to try a lot of bags if you're new, uh, and a lot of people recommend if you're getting into this and you want to buy bags, go to a local blind draw and try everybody else's bags when you're playing because it's the easiest oh, yeah. way to learn what you like. And then it's you're guaranteed like five to seven games, which is awesome, great for new players. And also, like if you get a new player as a partner, 
in these events, it's going to happen or, and there's also going to happen where a good player gets bad pool play. And now they're in the bottom and they get paired with a really good player. Don't get upset or mad at this new player because this is really supposed to be an inviting environment for people to come in and get six, seven games for $10 in somewhat of a competitive, get their feet wet in that and really try a lot of bags. You're going to get a lot of new players in these. I've seen some people get upset with the partners they get. It's like, that's kind of what you sign up for when you come play a switch right. So just try to have a good time. If you make the money, you make the money. I mean, how many hobbies can you possibly make money at? going to have a good night right. so just try right. to enjoy your time i'd say this is one of the least competitive it is still competitive people want to win but it's one of the least competitive tournament style formats uh and the most beginner friendly um and the way the way we do our switch olio around here is you don't know how the seeding is going to be paired so you're saying you always go top middle oh yeah you know you go first 11 second 12th whatever so we don't know going into the tournament or into our pool play how it's going to be seated because they offer top middle or top bottom. So it's preventing the sandbaggers because you could have a really good player just throw off every time and not give a crap because they know they're going to get paired at the top. So it, it prevents the sandbagging to get a great partner for your playoffs. Um, and they usually flip a coin, spin a bag, do something like that after all the games are over and they say, Hey, today it's top middle. Okay. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, it's, you always want to shoot well, but like, I mean, at the top, you're either getting top bottom or top middle. So, I mean, middle is normally the place you want to end up if you are trying to sandbag. I mean, I don't really like that idea myself, but I just, I play to win every game, no matter what, if I'm top and we get bottom draw, whatever, I don't care. I'm there to have fun. I already played four games, whatever, Exactly. you know, but um, that's how they do it just to prevent the sandbagging around me. Oh, cool. Yeah. We, we have some events where um, uh, they don't make you scan your, score holio to get in it's just a name and they don't post the standings until bracket starts so then you can't see where you're stand that's smart where you're where you're currently located so that's smart they make you they just enter all the names in manually or whatever and then once bracket starts then they'll then they'll uh actually share the code so you can see it on your phone but until then you can't see I the gotcha. standings yeah I which like I, that. I like that because then you can't be like oh i only need i can only give up 15 points this game it's like no just play and you end up where you end up um yep. So you want to go in. So there's the BYOP you'll see a lot, which is bring your own partner, which is usually doubles. Yep. So bring your own partner tournaments. Yep. You want to go into doubles tournaments? Yeah. So bring your own partner tournament. It's going to be at your, typically it's going to be your ACL events, your ACO events. Uh, it's going to be, you know, your region, regionals, conferences, opens, whatever it may be. Um, you're going in with a partner that you already picked ahead of time. You know, most people have, a partner they play with frequently. So you're going in with your partner. Um, the buy-in totally depends on the tournament, but it's normally between 40 and 80, sometimes a hundred bucks yep. per team just totally depends on the tournament. Um, so a lot of the tournaments do have a pool play in that situation or divisional tiers, right? So you have intermediate competitive advanced, or you play some rounders and then get seated from there. Um, what else? Um, in, and eh, we don't really do this, but I understand it. There's either series in the winner's bracket or a single game. So if you're playing a single game and you lose, you're going to the loser's bracket. If you're playing a series, you're going best out of three, but that's only in the winner's bracket. So you're going best out of three. So you can win one, lose one, win one. You're still in the winner's bracket. You're winning. They drop down to the loser's bracket. Now they're one and done at that point. What do you Single game do? elimination. We normally we're just single game. Okay. So we, we do, we do three and because our stuff is, 
there's so many freaking people it would take all day it does take all day I mean, but we just there all day it would literally <laughs> it would take so dude it would take so long i think it also um, depends too like our area isn't like littered with pros like yours where like a, yeah. B- a BO3 with pros is like 80 rounds. Oh, it take forever. Minimum, take forever. you know, and, and like a BO3. And three with, games. Yeah. Yeah. And a BO3 with us is like, you know, I'm not saying that we don't have great players because we do, but I would say it's not like you're only ever getting two. It's like once in a while you sneak out a big round here and there, you know, to sneak the game. Going. Sure. I like the BO3, sure. at least in our area, because – um, you know, there's a lot of teams that you can randomly sneak a win on, but it's really hard to beat them twice. Um, yep. so where it really kind of makes it where the good teams prevail, like you don't get like still like, prevail. Yeah, I get that. So um, I get that. Yeah, and I wrote that and, down because that's what we do. But um, the step and up Bo three is best of three. If anyone's oh, yeah, curious yeah. of best of Eddie's three. acronym there, yeah. Um, but I would say that this is kind of and I and I know you said ACL regionals, ACL events, that kind of stuff. I would say like. Um, if you see any like charity events, but like all these tournaments happening sure. around you, most of those are BYOP, the bring your own partner. Like, sure. like there's rarely mm-hmm. singles events. Sometimes there are, but it's mostly like all the fundraisers are all doubles tournament. Like they're all doubles and, and the BYOP, the reason I wrote that down is that's a lot of time what's on the Facebook event, which just means bring your own partner. But I would say this is mm-hmm. a step up from the blind Ross, which Holyo, this is like, all right, you're finding a partner. You're coming to an event like everybody else has their partner. They have their bags they like to throw. You know, they're going to be a lot better, a lot more consistent because they have, you know, their comfortabilities. They're not, you know, it's not like a random event kind of thing. So you're definitely taking a step up in terms of competition. Um, I wanted to go into a couple points here about uh, doubles partner, because I think finding the correct partner is already half the battle of, uh, if not more than half the battle of playing. The I think game, it's more than half where, um, you know, finding a partner that throws the bag that you like to throw where you both, because we talk about bag confidence all the time. When you're picking a bag, there's some bags, it could be the exact same speeds, exact same materials. I could tell you they're the same materials and there's a bag that you pick up that you're like, just so confident with, you just throw so much better with. And if you can find a partner that has that same, mental capacity on the same bag and you both are just locked in it makes it way easier just less variables you have to deal with you're not trying to figure out a bag it's like this is our bag this is what we throw also like you know we talked to jamie graham and he was talking about how he liked the fact that he his partner was like his bro afterwards like i mean they 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 got drinks they like were friends we're like you know i think it's really important that when the game's done you could talk productively about stuff but you're not upset at each other. Like stuff happens, yeah. you know, like the games happen. You're still friends. You're there for the right reasons. And like, and you, and then the, the next point I said is trust in between. Like, like if your partner, if you know, he's good at airmails, don't tell him not to shoot an airmail. If he's confident, let him shoot right. it. If he, if he's confident at a certain shot, if he asks your opinion, great. It's like, you, you should know your partner to where like, if he asks his, has your opinion, you should be telling him, you know what to do, like shoot it. Like, you know what you're doing. Like having mm-hmm. that interaction that you're like, I can trust that you're good enough that I don't have to teach you how to play or tell you what to do. You know how to play the game. And that's really yep. important. Um, and then, and then just having good synergy, good, like good, the same vibe, you know, you both, maybe, maybe some people are really big, like let's go screaming hype kind of people. Some people are like you quiet music, just really want to zone in and focus. And, and if you mesh that or mix that, it gets a little more difficult. One dude wants to be screaming and telling you, you're doing great all the time. And you're like, dude, just let me throw my bags. I'm just zoned in. I will celebrate after the game's over kind of thing. So making sure you both are on that vibe, I think. It's funny you bring that up though, because you're saying some dudes are like you quiet music. This is singles for me. Oh, okay. This See. is music. 
It's in singles. I have to be totally zoned out. I don't want to talk to my competition whatsoever. I'm not going to tell you good shot all damn game long. I'm not going to say a word to you. I will ask about score. If I'm confused, that is it. I'm just, I'm I'm so much fun to play against the singles. Yeah. I hit this insane three bag (laughs) airmail. You're just like, fuck you, man. I'm shooting my bag. (laughs) No good shots for you. But I give knocks. I still give, I'll give quiet good I games or good shots. Yeah. If it's a ridiculous shot, I'll be like, nice <laughs> shot. But if I, if I have another shot coming up after that, I'm not going to say it right away. You know, I'll make my shot and I'd be like, great shot. Give him a hit. You know, that's fine. But in doubles, I literally put on transparency mode. I just have a little bit of music going and like, I'm, I'm talking. I, I want him to talk. It's, it's all about no, that communication. Too, like you're so. saying, it's, it's insanely so important people just really underestimate they're like oh i got a really good partner we should be fine i'm like yeah but do you guys vibe yeah no it's huge like are you having fun do you trust each other like because if you don't know what they're doing you're not gonna be able to tell them how to shoot you know if they sit there and they're like what do i do and you're like i don't know i don't know i've seen you throw like three airmails all day and i have no idea if you can hit them so uh Lay out. i don't you know it's <laughs> yeah it's one of those where it's like i look at my partner and like we throw the same three bags too which you're talking bag selection you know menace nine eight nine costello we love all three of them and they cover a lot of different conditions. Right. Mm. So we're going to be throwing those. But if I throw a bag and I'm sitting there, I'm like, what do I do? And he could be like, you know what? Shoot it or flop it, whatever you're feeling. I'm like, okay. You know, if I have something to drag, I'll shoot it. If it's not, I'll flop it and a little more comfortable. You know, it's just, it's so important having a partner that you really, really vibe with. Or you already know what they're going to do and you don't have to say a word. You just look at them and you just kind of nod. Well, and and to say (laughs) on that that, point too, like I would, and I've talked to a lot of people about this. Don't tell them to do something unless they ask. Because I, because I know for me, like. So frustrating. Like there's a lot of like, sometimes I'll ask permit, like if I have a bag hanging, I'll be like, all right, can I shoot? Do you want me to go for the drag? Or should I slide? Sure. Like if I ask, but if I'm like, if I see a bag in front of the hole and I'm going to go for a cut around it, don't tell me, Oh, block behind. It's like, I know I can block behind or I can cut around it or I can shoot it. Like mm-hmm. I know my options, dude. It's like, just let me play the round. And, and if I, and if there's a weird spot and I can't figure something out, I'll ask. Okay. And I know Absolutely. a lot of people are like that. Even if you like talking, That's huge. And, but, and then to, to wind back to one other point you made locally, there was actually a team of two really good players. And, and granted we're not talking pro players, guys, like there's teams that they're good enough that they can literally just be a team because they're so good. It's fine. You know? And that's kind of what we were mm-hmm. talking about with Jamie Graham. Like he said, him and Matt aren't necessarily bros, but they're both just there to win. They're just, their drive is to win and they're good enough to do it. 99% of us are not that good where, um, you just pure skill alone. You might have good success, but I'll tell you what you won't have a lot of fun because it's, it's, it's very Mm -hmm. stressful when your opponent is like, or your teammate is your opponent. And like, and I, and there was a local team actually that I've talked to the guy that like, you know, they just didn't have the best vibe. And like, I hung out with them afterwards and whatnot. and And he was just like, like, it was like a waste of a day. Like he's like, we did well, but he's like, I didn't even enjoy playing. It was like, it was like the yeah, whole time was purely about winning and making these shots. And there, there was no like, you know, good, good shit. Like, let, let's go, let's do mm-hmm. it. You know? And it, it's, and, uh, and then one back point, more point you made, I am the same way as you. I like in doubles. Cause we actually tried at ACO to have full locked in music, no talking, okay. and just zone in. And I actually found work. it. No, I mean, we did fine and I was, I was focused, but I would say the thing that I was missing was maybe because I didn't have very much alcohol. Like it was like, I was so focused that I could feel how nervous I was. 
like, oh, yeah. like, like where I could tell that I, cause I was, yeah, was no so good. focused and like sometimes you gotta be focused, having fun. Yeah. And, and then sometimes that's why in doubles, I like it. If it's, if it's like, we're talking or like, or like he's saying good shot after I make it, like you don't have to yell something, but just like good start or something where it's just like, right. it, it gets you in this groove. And that's actually what I feed off of where it's just like, okay, I'm doing like, I'm doing mm-hmm. Then the nerves kind of go away. I actually found with yep. the full music. I just felt my nerves way more. I got you. So that, that was a little bit of a tangent, but I mean, dude, I yeah, played it's, with a couple it's partners. It's important. I mean, like if you guys are starting to go to tournaments, I mean, like I get, you want to play with people that are maybe really good, but I would argue that if you get a partner that you guys vibe really well and you practice to become really good, you'll have way more long-term success than if you just go with somebody that you think is good that you don't like or don't get along with. I mean, it's, it, it's going to yep. struggle. And, and if you, and if you really don't like the same bag, and you just force yourself to try to do it. It's it's difficult. It's difficult to try to like something that you're not comfortable with. So just trying yeah. to find that middle ground. So a um, little bit of a tangent, but same same thing as doubles tournament. They do have singles tournaments. Um, they can happen either way. They can do like a pool play or they can just do a straight double elimination bracket. I know regionals was just straight double limb. Um, yep. sometimes, same there's, sometimes there's pool play. But most of the time I'd say it's just straight double limb because yep. singles, there's double the people. So it's just a longer bracket. They want to get it going. Um, the next one, this is actually one of my favorite formats that exists. It's so cool in my opinion, but it's, it's the bring your own partner for man. So it's kind of like a mix of a blind draw and doubles and qua and crew cup. It's and like crew this, cup. It's like yeah. this all weird thing where, so you bring, so let's say me and Corbin are partners. We sign up for the event as a doubles. And then another, all these other teams sign up as a doubles. You get blind drawn into another doubles team. So now you have four people that make up a four man team. Me and Corbin stand on the same sides of the same side of the boards, basically. And they stand on the other side of the boards and me and Corbin both get two bags on our side and they each get two bags on their side. So like when we throw, we each throw two bags when they throw back, we throw two bags. So it's a four man combined team. Basically it's such a cool event because you get to meet, like you get to meet random people. Like it's kind of like you don't have to throw four bags. So it's kind of like, all right, I'm going to go up and I'm going to hit my two. You know, it's just like, it's mm-hmm. like you can lock in for these two and you can really vibe off each other. Like, like, you know, th- tons of energy in this event because it's just, you have more people cheering, you know, more pressure, more airmail. Like it's just, it's such a cool energy tournament. Yep. And it's usually not like, there is, you know, um, major events of it or whatever, but it's usually kind of like a side event in, after it's the doubles is one. done later yeah. night. Like it's definitely supposed to be like a, it's like a step up blind draw, but like more fun basically. And, and still really high competition. I mean, there's, because you're bringing your own partner, it's usually really good teams and whatnot, but it's such a cool event. I don't know. Have you ever played in a, in the four man? I, I have not done a bring your own four man. So I've, I've done crew cups with yeah. either three or four guys but it was a blind draw crew cup. Mm. So it's just the four of you get paired together sure. and go from there. Um, I've never done the bring your own partner. I think that'd be kind of cool because really you know cool. that you're at least solid on one at one point. Mm-hmm. That's that actually sounds like a ton of fun. Oh, it's cool too. And cause like, because you and your partner are so used to being opposite of each other, being on the same side where you, like you can kind of pump each other up like six inches away or like after you're done, you're fucking fist bumping next to each other mid game and Dude. stuff. It's such a cool. That'd be weird dude. though. It, yeah, it's That'd a cool weird, vibe my, though. My partner and I are very inside outside dependent. Sure. So he really likes throwing outside. So I throw That's inside, me. I'll throw either one. But right, I just, I'm a little better set. on the inside because of it. Yeah, no, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. We're going to destroy when you come out. Oh, here. I know. I know. But I mean, it's like, <laughs> that's weird because you both have to be on the same side at that point. True. 
I mean, but Which, again, I mean, again, you're not it going into it the same way you're going into the doubles. You know, it's it's no, that's that's you, true. It's you're going into it like you would a normal blind draw, where you're like, well, yeah, do the best I can, kind of thing. But then it's just kind no, of this fair. added vibe of like you're guaranteed to be able to hang out with your buddy all night if you guys make it for a while. Oh, for sure. You know, like for sure. play games with your buddy. I just think it's such a cool event. I wish they did it more. Like I actually wish they did it more, like locally and stuff too. Or I, I don't know. I just think it's a really cool event that I don't think gets enough um, exposure, and I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, same format to that crew cup, but crew cup, you just bring all four of the people or three in some cases. But, um, most of the time it's like you bring a four man team. It's the same thing. You get two bags on each side, um, and throw as a four man team, double elimination bracket, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. um, so I talked about this a little bit in the, or I talked about this a lot of bit in the vlog that I made about the ACO major, but I'll talk about the format yeah. of the ACO. This is all you. Cause I got no <laughs> information on this one. So the ACO, it was, it's a really tough format for me. Um, and, and all the people that I've explained it to are kind of like, wow, that's kind of a, you know, meh format. And here's why. So yeah, you got to pay a $50 ACO membership once a year in order to cash where if you're not an ACO pro, the events, like, at least for me, ACO is the only, ACL does not come to Midwest very much like in our part of the Midwest. So it's only ACO that comes up to us, but they come by like once or maybe twice a year. So you're basically paying 50 bucks. You're probably only going to go to one, maybe two events. So it's kind of like a $50 dead fee for this one event. Then it's $80 entry fee for doubles or $40 entry fee for singles. So fairly expensive event in the grand terms of like everything, but on par with ACL, but because of that membership, you know, I was basically paying a $95 after tax entry fee. Um, and here's how it works. So they take eight teams and, and put them into a pool and they make as many pools as they need to make up eight teams times, however many pools it's based on ACO points. But the thing is not a lot of people play ACO. So there's not really a lot of ACO points. So the seating in that case is basically completely random. You basically just get eight teams thrown into a pool. You play in a double elimination bracket in the pool. The top three people in the double elimination bracket make tier one. The middle three make tier two. The bottom two make tier three. Um, so basically, if you win your first two games of the bracket, you don't have to play anymore because you're already guaranteed first, second, or third. So you're just into tier one. Um, if you make it into losers, you basically have to beat everybody else in losers to take that third spot. Here's the negative to me. If you don't take tier one, there's no prize money in tier two or three, which makes no sense to me at all. Um, but I, so not to interrupt, but that does change per tournament. Cause I was talking to drew actually, oh, okay. um, from Olympus and he does a lot of ACO. He said, it depends on the amount of people. Okay. Cause they've had tier two pay, but it's like a lot less. Yeah. So at least so for I, ours, cause, cause if you're like right at, this is only tier one. Yeah. 75 to 80 people, something like that. You're probably only yeah. looking at only tier one. And so, and here's, I actually didn't even write this down, but here's another thing that I really didn't like. So they say if there's only 64 or less people, everybody makes tier one. They just have one bracket of 64 teams. If they go over 64 teams, that's when they start doing split brackets because they can't fit all 64 in one bracket. They have to do split. Okay. We had 71 teams, so barely over 64, and they split it into three brackets. So now only 38 teams made tier one. So even though we're like barely any, we're seven teams over where everyone gets to play in the same bracket and then it's just a bracket draw. Now you're basically cutting bracket one in half. Um, And because they kept all the payouts in only tier one, if you made it to tier one out of pools, you cashed. 
because because they even if you lost immediately you cashed so it was completely pool dependent you know my pool it wasn't the hardest pool but we had three teams maybe four teams that were all contenders that were very good teams granted we choked a couple games but like like if you got a pool there was a bunch of pros there with like two pro teams and like a really good local team that doesn't play and you're like a really solid team you know, and you lose two tight games to these teams. Now you just paid $95 to have no chance of prize money. And basically you're playing in a tier two bracket, which another negative, they made tier two and tier three single elimination, not even double. So we basically paid $90 to play three games of pool play. And granted we won a, two games in the bracket, but you you one and done in a bracket. Like what bracket in a major event is one and done? <laughs> Like, how do you have a one and done bracket? Yeah, that's. Mm-mm. And I get there's no prize money, so what's the point of playing all these games? It's like, yeah, but you paid matter. this much money. I, there to play I drove that. two hours to this event, like, and we were done by like six thirty p.m. I was like, this is so. Um, I really dislike the format, and it's just yeah. There's no unless you like you know get a balanced pool or something. I mean, there's no incentive for anybody to play that's tier two or tier three. Why would you play? And if you're yep. And if you only get tier one players to play, well, then you're going to get half the teams pissed because they drew a redonkulous pool and now they just drove into nothing, which is what happened to me. So it's like, I don't know. It it just really kind of like it was a really fun event, really well put on, good music, good really good venue. But it's just the format really took it away from me. So as soon as you told me that it it turned me off so bad because we do have ACO up here as well. You know, it's a little further away. I'm, I'm mostly surrounded by ACL. But I was like, yeah, I might kind of consider some ACO. And then you're like, yeah, they only pay first tier. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to go play that then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just, it was just one of those things that it's like, I get there. So the, the problem, and I'll just be blunt. The problem is like for the ACO pros, there's not enough money in ACO for them to really make a living. So they have to sure. make it so top heavy that it makes it worth them to travel and play. So they have to all the prize money that they raise for these events, they kind of have to put in tier one in the top because it's like, yeah. other why would any pro travel? You know, because I think first place from this was like three grand, which great, it's three grand, but like it's pretty good. Yeah, but like that's just first place, right? So first, second, third, decent payout. Everything after that, it's like get your money back, and then tier two. Yeah. Thanks for your donation. Get nothing. Yeah. yeah thanks. So, so it's like, it was like one of those things where it's like, there's just not enough money in the event to like go around. Like I'm going to go play in a triple crown event in January. And like that event has bigger payouts, you know, like just a, yeah. just a fun, like a raised event for this thing, just from sponsors and stuff. Like, sure. I don't know. It just, it just didn't really feel like a major event to me. It just felt, it felt kind of like weirdly done in terms of the formatting. Uh, the event itself is great, but the, the formatting mm-hmm. just was weird to me. Um, yeah, that's fair. But enough ranting about the ACO major. Um, you know, if, if you love ACO, I'm happy for you. It's great. Uh, maybe cool. the format is different somewhere else, but for me, that's, that's what it did. So, um, ACL open. So if you ever, I know you played regionals. Have you ever played in an open? I have not. I'm playing in one in January. You're doing the Louisville one, right? I am. Look at you getting all big. Now Pretty excited traveling. about that. That's pretty dude. Sick. But uh, I, no, my wife finally said, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I did do some research. That's on all it. that is. So uh, ACL opens, you're looking at 110 for doubles, 55 bucks for singles. Yep. And uh, unlike ACO with ACL, you can um, singles is actually just, or doubles is actually just open doubles. I looked at a couple of the events. It's just open doubles. And then singles, it looked like intermediate comp and advanced. Like you actually signed up for a Correct. singles level. 
Um, but the, but the doubles are just open. Um, but here's a format that is awesome, and I don't know why everybody doesn't do this. It's called ACL Rounders, and if none of you guys have ever played Rounders, you get six games of quote unquote pool play. The first match you get is completely random. If you win or you lose, your next match you play against a team with the same record as you, either 0-1 or 1-0. If you win again, you play a 2-0, 0-2, like whatever it is, your record is. So you will always match up because they're actually getting an accurate representation of how do you stack up against all the other teams here? How do you stack up against a team that just lost? How do you stack up against a team that just won? If you're 2-0, yep. how are you going to stack up against another 2-0 team? As the field shrinks, you know, you're only going to play good players. And then after the six rounds is done, based on your record, you make tier one, tier two, tier three, or tier four. And then uh, and then you play a bracket. You get seeded into that bracket. Um, I think this is sweet. And uh, from a couple of people that I've talked to, you get a really high chance of playing against really good players or randomly getting to play against a pro. Even if you're not great, mm-hmm. you get to go to this event and maybe you go 1-0 and then you play against Noah Wooten and his partner. Like, you know, just randomly. You yeah, because they're 1-0. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, you have this chance to play against really good players. But if you lose, sure. you have a chance to get play against people that are there for the same reason as you. Like, you, you feel mm-hmm. like your games aren't always you just getting murdered by ACL pros, you know, or you, or you didn't draw a crap pool and you just got murdered twice and you're done. So it's like sure. you really get a lot of games. I, I mean, I know you said you're excited at the event. Like just knowing that I'm format, thrilled. I'm like, you know, yes, it's 110 bucks for doubles, but like 55 bucks, you're guaranteed eight games. You're guaranteed six games of pool play, and you're guaranteed two right. games of bracket. And if you win any games of bracket, you get more than that. So like eight games minimum at an ACL level, and you get the whole event and all the. I mean, it's worth just it. it's worth it. It's way more worth it than than you know the yeah. other one I did. So it's just. It's, you know, granted, ACL, definitely more weighted in the east to south regions, not a lot in the sure. north. So, like, where I'm yep. at, very ACL light. If you're, I know, like, you know, Florida, Tennessee, like, that whole mid middle eastern has a ton yeah. of events. Like, that's kind of where ACL is really located. Um, I know yep. this weekend they got the uh, Virginia Beach one coming up. That's going to be huge. Yep. I think freaking everybody's going to that one event. I'm sure. It's going to be gigantic. Um but I'm soaking it through to Louisville. I'm so. I hopefully you can uh, bring back some. Bring yeah, back dude, some it's stories. it's gonna be fun. And I did hear. Um, I was talking to some guys last night that went to the Cincinnati Open last month, mm-hmm. and uh, they were just talking about the format and all that. I was like, that's awesome. Now I didn't know that they did rounders this way. I just thought you played six games or whatever no. your record is. It's your record. Cooler. I didn't know that if you're one and oh, you play a one and oh. Mm-hmm. It's that is sweet. Way cooler. That's really cool. And there's still going to be teams that are six and oh at the end of it. Yeah, but only like four or five. But not many. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends how big how big the field is. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's I really, really like that because it it stacks you up against the competition that it really puts you where you need to be, I think. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, so and then based on that record, you're in a certain tier. And then based on that tier, then you go and play your tournament and you get, you know, at least two more games. And then based on the tier, I assume the money is different. You know, it's going to drop, drop, yeah. drop, drop, drop. Yeah. But there's still money in every tier. Also, if you qualify for tier three or tier four, that's where you're supposed to be. And you probably have a good chance against all the other teams that qualified tier three or tier four. Yeah. Right. Or and you tier can still two. make money. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, it's just like, like you get in a bracket and it's not like, oh, I just drew a brutal team game one. I mean, granted, that could happen where a team just like kind of gets, has a bad day. Oh, good. Because you're three. Dude, you could play against freaking, I mean, who you could play against Jamie and Matt your very first game because you're both oh no. 
Yeah, or one and up, or two and up. I mean, like, like you could play yeah, against. That's them. what I'm saying. Your very first game, you're all zero and zero. So who are you playing against? I'm saying, I'm saying, totally once random. you once you make bracket, once you make bracket, you'll be matched up against sure. people that are like tier three Correct. with you. You know, I just feel yeah. like I feel like as an overall experience, because 99 percent of us know that if we go and sign up for an ACL Open, we're not beating Matt and Jamie. No, there's a zero, and and people say, oh, it could happen. There's a zero percent chance. A negative percent chance that you will be like you will not beat them or you will not beat there there's players you've never heard of that you won't even score a point on. I mean like the, the, that's just the level. Okay, listen. It's like one in a million. Okay, okay, fine. One in or a million. Or one in a billion. If, if they both get sick and go blind for like a whole day, yeah. they might yeah. lose. But I think muscle memory was still my so character. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> But it's just, it's just, you get to go, you get to meet all these pros. Like you're going for the experience anyway. You get to possibly meet a ton of pros. All the companies are there at the event and you get to play against people that are probably equally skilled to you, which is just more Mm -hmm. fun anyway, because it's like, where do I stack up? Like, who can I beat? Like, what can I do? And so it's just Just overall, I haven't done one yet, but like just reading the format and like seeing the streams and stuff, it's something that I really want to get out and do because it just looks fun. Like very fun. But yeah, so I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah, it's uh, I'm jealous actually. It's like two months away, but I'm still just very excited. But I mean, I need to I need to throw a lot between now and then. Yeah, I mean, good, I, good I thing we live go... in a state where it's warm all the time and you can throw outside. Yeah, and... yeah. There's there's definitely not three <laughs> inches of snow on the ground right no, now. No, not not no. at all. Mm. No, no, no. It's cool. No, I, I mean, I just gotta go and play as much as I can. You know, trying to make it twice a week for the month prior or something, and just. Get my throw, just get comfortable, and you know, because nerves are going to be a factor. Absolutely, oh, you're just you're in such a big arena of a, a huge situation, just with a ton of cornhole, and like you should just be able to be like, I don't care, I'm just throwing bags. It's not it going to matter. My way. first bag's going to my first bag's at the front of the board. 100%. I don't care. It's happening, <laughs> dude. I, I love the I love someone commented on your post or something the other day. And it made me want to do it, like get like a little camera and put it pointing at the front of the board. Oh, I saw so that. Then, so then every Who time I front that? board one, I just I just like cut to Corbin cam and then cut back. <laughs> I did see that. Cut the to Corbin cam. cam. Yeah. Oh, I forget who said that. That yeah, was funny. It made me laugh. But yeah, no, um, it, it, it does sound cool. But so for any of you guys out there that maybe haven't played an event or maybe just played a blind draw and you're looking to play ACO ACL or open, or I guess we didn't go into regionals, but regionals are just kind of say, the same as bring your own partner doubles, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's just for yeah. your region basically. But if you're looking to go to any of these events, I mean, expect double elimination. Some will have pool play, expect good players, you know, and expect to hopefully get matched up against people that you're supposed to be matched up in, but it's just great competition and it's good. And I would say the, even the bring your own person doubles. Um, if you haven't done one, you will get nervous at it, which is do good. It. It's fun. You, you will get nervous, but it's good to get nervous because then you go to an, a bigger event and then it's just like, okay, that's the next step. You're not like petrified the first time you play. So it, it's fun. The community is great. You meet a lot of cool people. Um, the blind draws are switch holios. If you're just looking to get into the game, it's a really good time, really good way to learn and have a good time. And, you know, and most people are so nice, even if you're not playing well, it's like people are there just to, you know, be positive, try to teach you some things, let you try some stuff out. So get out and play. It's definitely worth it. So, but, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys stopping by for another episode, bit of a, you know, maybe a simpler one, but some, a little bit more information here. I like this one. Yeah. Next week, I believe we might have a, another cool interview coming in for you guys. So be on the lookout for that. We have a, a couple players that might join us, uh, which I'm really excited to do. Um, some yeah. definitely classic players in the game. So 
That'd um, be a cool one. Yeah. So appreciate you guys stopping by for another episode. Uh, if you like these, please like, comment, and subscribe on both me and Corbin's channels. We have reviews of most of these BG bags, and if not, they'll be coming in the future. Um, They're yeah, going to BG. BG's got great bags, man. Really high quality. Check them out. Price points are getting better. They're really fun to throw if you want to get into carpet, especially bouncy rolly carpet. So, yep. um, but hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll catch you guys in the next podcast. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks.